Remember the old song, feelings, nothing more than feelings. Yeah, well, that's where we are today. Everything in life has to do about, revolves around someone else's feelings. God forbid we hurt anyone's feelings. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, I've certainly hurt your feelings at some point in time and probably will do it again, maybe even today. But when it comes to football, I don't give a damn about your feelings. Just win the damn game. And you know what? How about we get into it now so we can win datitude? Can we win datitude? Well, you're here, so of course we're going to win. If you're looking for the latest scoop and in-depth interviews on the Saints, the NFL, the Pelicans, LSU, along with the best bets of the week, then lucky you. Along with high-powered, in-the-know guests who cover our teams, Jim Derry brings plenty of datitude. And he'll always tell you the way it is, or at least the way he thinks it is. Where you at, New Orleans? And hello to all my friends elsewhere who are saying to themselves, oh, for crying out loud, he's riled up already. Yep, I am riled up. And I'm Jim Derry, sports betting writer at the Times, picking you in the advocate at bet.nola.com. This is Datitude. I have Datitude today. Episode number 181 for a Thursday, October the 26th, 2023. Um, if you're asking me what has got me all riled up, by the way, isn't it nice that I have my voice back fully so I could just everybody can just be happy, 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 joy, joy today? I can yell and scream and do whatever the hell I want. It's my, it's my show. I can do whatever I want. Um, why am I so riled up? Look, I got to say, you know, I was watching Fox 8 last night. By the way, um, I'll give them a shameless plug. Final bet tonight, if you're listening on Thursday, by the way. Thursday, final bet show on Fox 8, 1035. I will be on um, with my friends Garland Gillen and Juan Kincaid, as I am uh, every two, three, four weeks, just depending on, you know, people get like a fill of me in like a short period of time, and they say, okay, go on your merry way, and then they bring me back. Um, you know, because I'm like that, that, that tart dessert. Like, it's really good, but I can't eat it very often because it's just too tart. It, 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 just, it just is. So anyway, that's who I am. If you haven't found out and you're like, who is this guy? What the hell's going on? Uh, my bitch session today is about, I was watching the news last night in sports, and uh, Derek Carr was on there. And he was talking about how, you know, he has to really calm down and, you know, and, and I'm, I don't mean to call Sean Fazand out, but it was the second time this week he's talked about feelings and, you know, you got to control your emotions and we can't yell at people. Why not? That's my question of the day. Why can't we yell at someone when they deserve to be yelled at? And I, we'll just, okay, sure, we'll, we'll talk about football in this instance. In this instance, we'll talk about a quarterback yelling at a receiver who didn't do what he was supposed to do. We're talking about a veteran quarterback and a second-year receiver. And the second-year receiver is not running his routes. I mean, I'm not just talking about not running them properly. He's not even running them. He's pouting. I don't know what his deal is. 
He's driving 70 and a 35. Yeah, I'm talking about Chris Olave. If you don't know. He's driving 70 and a 35. He's getting arrested. He's obviously got some sort of issues going on. And his head is so far up his ass he can't see the football on the football field. So why can't a quarterback yell at this guy? I want to know. What's he going to solve, Derry? Oh, there he goes using those voices again. I hate when he does that. But what is it going to solve? What is it going to solve, Derry? I don't know what it's going to solve. But you know what's not going to get solved? If you sit there and go on the sideline like, um, yes, uh, Chris, um, can, can I have a second? Excuse me, Chris. Oh, yeah, 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 I'm talking to you, yeah. Um, I, I know you're supposed to run 15 yards and then cut back across the field, but you only ran like 10 and you stopped. Is there anything wrong? Did, did you and your girlfriend get in a fight this morning? Um, do you want to talk about it? No, we don't do that. It's football. Come on, man. I don't know. It, it really, it is, that's where we are right now. And just listening to Derek Carr, his explanation, just why is it a bad thing that a quarterback gets pissed off? You don't think Drew Brees got pissed off? Now, maybe he handled it differently, but you don't think behind closed doors Drew Brees was letting Marcus Colston or Devery Henderson or Jimmy Graham or whomever let them know about what they did wrong behind the scenes? I mean, did you ever watch Tom Brady in a game? If he was pissed off, you think he just went back to the sideline and tapped on his tablet and maybe read some text and felt better about it and we all had a kumbaya moment? No! I'm not comparing Derek Carr to Drew Brees and Tom Brady talent-wise, but I don't think there's anything wrong with letting someone know you're not doing what you're supposed to do. That's who he is. I don't want to hear this. We knew there'd be a couple bumps in the road, and uh, you know we were just talking through those things on how to be problem solvers. You know, because one thing I said after the game is I'm too emotional right now. You know, I've wanted it so bad to be perfect from the beginning, and you know I'm in year ten. I'm not in year you know two. You know, I, I you know I, I have a just this expectation of how it should feel, but I've had to calm myself and just be a better communicator. And uh, you know, and I explain that you know my where I've been wrong and some of my expressions um, and things like that. Uh, you know, uh, maybe there's a different way to go about you know, certain things. And, and, and honestly, you know, there's been times where he may have caught the brunt of something that wasn't even hit about him, you know. And the same, same to me. I've been yelled at by, you know, players and coaches in my career and things like that. And then you talk about it. It's, football is a violent, you know, tough, tough sport. Sometimes there's emotions and things are going to happen. But with one thing Rich Passaccio always told me, he said, you can have that moment. Just make sure you always circle back. This is an emotional game. People are going to get emotional. I get emotional on this podcast. Frankly, I get pissed off listening to certain things. If you can't play with emotion, you can't play football, period. If you can't accept, you know, this, this is where we are today. I mean, I hate to repeat myself. No, actually, I don't hate to repeat myself. I don't get it. Why are we apologizing? I mean, are we that brittle today that... We have to be, I mean, that's where we are. It's like the niceness is infiltrating everything. A 10-year veteran quarterback is ripping the keister of a second-year receiver who's not doing what he's supposed to be doing. 
and the 10-year quarterback is apologizing. Where have we gone wrong in this world? I want someone to explain that to me. You can't. You can't explain it. That's where we are. And let me tell you something. I bet you uh, Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, Stephon Diggs went off on Josh Allen. Remember that? Everything changed for the Bills after that. They didn't win a championship, but they certainly got a whole hell of a lot better last year. Remember that? It happens. Sometimes people need that. I need that. You need that. Everyone needs that sometimes. And the people that don't get it, they don't get better. If you don't get a little ass reaming every now and then, you just don't get better. That's my opinion. Sometimes people need it. You got to find the right place to do it. I'm not saying it's deserved every single time. I'm not even saying it's deserved maybe. I'm, I'm, yeah, people can be wrong when they yell at someone else. But football is an emotional game. There are right ways to do it, wrong ways to do it. I don't think Derek Carr did anything wrong last week. Again, I didn't hear the words that he said, but I didn't need to hear the words that he said. I saw what Chris Olave did. Chris Olave was not running what second straight week. He wasn't running his routes. If you don't have Chris Olave at his A game, Derek Carr's got enough problems with his offensive line. It's like one Mississippi blam. So he's got enough problems, but yet two games in a row, he's thrown for over 300 yards, and he's getting just blasted by moronic fans. Derek Carr stinks. You go play quarterback, dude. You know how hard it is to play quarterback in the NFL? You know how much harder it is to play quarterback in the NFL when you have one of the worst, if not the worst, offensive line in football? And then you have a receiver who's not running, your number one receiver, by the way, who's not running his routes? You know how hard that is? But yet you want to blame Derek Carr. Dude, I don't, I don't understand the mentality of a lot of things. That's where we are with this. Today is um, Pixie Dust Thursday, whatever you want to call it. Uncle Big Nick is coming on the show momentarily as we offer our best picks of the week. You know, we've been riding the roller coaster. Maybe somebody needs to yell at us. Hey, Derry, Uncle Big Nick, get your heads out of your asses. You were two and three last week, both of you. We went in a combo, combined eight and one the week before. We're both still above water for the season. But uh, when you go two and three, you do take a hit. It doesn't look as pretty. So we'll try to fix that this week. I think I've got some good picks on Big Nick likes his. We do have another crossfire like we had last week. Um, when we have a crossfire, by the way, we, it's an insta bet between us. I won it last week. I had Minnesota on Monday Night Football. Yeah, We'll see how it goes this week. Uh, look. Saints uh, are a tough one to predict this week. They really are. I say this with uh, UBN coming up, but uh, I really think that this is the toughest game maybe in the NFL all season to predict because I think both the Saints and the Colts are unpredictable teams. The Saints can go out and win 34 to nothing against the Patriots one week and then get shellacked 
by the Texans and stink it up at home against the Jaguars. Fifth road game in seven weeks. That changes a lot after this week. Um, look, the Saints have been better on the road. Um, I think that Derek Carr has been much better the last couple of weeks, whether you want to believe it or not. It sounds to me also in that long interview that he gave, and I played a little clip of, he was talking about it sounds like they've simplified some things. Maybe that'll help. Will it help the offensive line? I don't know. Um... Offensive line is still banged up. Will Ryan Ramchek play this week? I don't know. Uh, so the some things we will have to wait and see about. But somebody with money has bet on the Saints because that line has gone from Colts minus one to Saints minus one. It takes a lot of money to move a line that much. And that happened yesterday. So most likely came either with one giant bet or a couple or a few big bets. And it, enough to move the line. I don't see anything as far as injury-wise that would lead me to believe it would change uh, in the Saints' favor that much. I mean, everyone knew. I mean, it's been known, obviously, Gardner Minshew is the starting quarterback for the rest of the season for the Indianapolis Colts. Um, and they've been playing better on offense. On op, Excuse me, on offense. Their defense, iffy. I think it's a potentially a good game. Uh, a good spot for Carr to have another good game. Uncle Big Nick likes the over. We'll talk about it in a little bit. Um, you know, if I had to pick one or the other, I'd take the over as well. I say it in my NFL picks column, which is on bet.nola.com this morning. I'll tell you all my thoughts, and uh, we'll get into it more on Friday. By the way, programming note, uh, we, will be, we'll, we will be on. Let me say that ten times fast. We will be on on Friday, uh, but it will not be with Larry Holder. He has a, uh, got a tennis tournament to play in tomorrow morning. So he'll be in Shreveport, uh, WWL TV's Doug Mouton. We haven't had him on in a while. He's going to fill in for Larry. We're going to talk mostly about the Saints. You can find it live on all the bet.nola.com and nola.com stations, or you can just wait and get it where you get this podcast. Episode number 182 will be up by about noon on Friday. That is tomorrow, if you're listening on Thursday, obviously. So I'm giving you a little calendar lesson. But, uh, yeah, I just don't get it. Um, it bothers me. When stupid things bother me, and things that don't make any sense, I mean, the things that we worry about in this world, there's so many more things to worry about if a quarterback is yelling at his receiver. Good God, man, you're, you're three and four. You're in a must-win situation this week. I mean, that's where the Saints are. Again, I'll get into it more tomorrow, but that's where this, that's where this team is, in my opinion. It is a must-win. If you go three and five with this schedule, if you hit the midway point of your schedule at three and five when you had a chance, remember, it wasn't that long ago. We are like, oh, it looks like a fait accompli. The Saints are going to be four and two. And then they, you know, they should be in great shape. Well, now you're in, you're in must-win territory just a few weeks later. I mean, really. You got Minnesota coming up. You got Chicago next week at home, but Minnesota coming up, they just beat the Niners at home. You got to go to Minnesota. The Saints don't play well there anyway. You got Detroit on the schedule in early December. Falcons are playing pretty good defense. Got them twice still. You couldn't beat Tampa Bay the first time. You're going to beat them the second time. Who knows? Carolina's probably going to get better. 
I mean, I'm not saying it's some gauntlet of a schedule you got coming up, but it's not exactly uh, is maybe as easy as you thought it was. I mean, nothing's easy when you're three and four anyway. All right, let's get to our picks and see what we think, and we'll catch you on the other side to wrap it up. Already looking forward to the crossfire segment of this show. Uncle Big Nick's with us, and for the second straight week, we have a little tete-a-tete. Not only are we going at one another today, but we're going at one another with the same exact team that won me. Cha-ching! 30 bucks last week. Doing it again. Which is crazy. That that, yeah. That's how that, because we don't talk about picks beforehand. No, we don't. We have no idea who's picking what beforehand, and my picks are pretty, uh, pretty clear. They're in my NFL picks column, but you couldn't have known that because my picks column didn't come out until this morning. Anyway, before we get to all that, my intro. When she gets older, can we do it? Like, I mean, I want yeah, it. Like it's cute. I want like a teenage version of. Oh God, here comes picks again. <laughs> we you can get Ellen to do it. Teenage girls, yeah. <laughs> These idiots are picking again. Yeah. There's absolutely no I just want to know if Taylor Swift's going to be at the game and showing a oh hundred times. I, 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 she actually made my column this morning, so not in a good way. Dude, she celebrates every catch like it's the game-winning catch of a Super Bowl. Because she thinks it is the game-winning catch of a Super Bowl. It, it's, oh, it's, it's after, after, after Kelsey makes a catch, she goes, oh, wait, the game's not over yet? Yeah, <laughs> it was over. That's why she gets all fired up. All right, look, we got to do better. We got to do better. We uh, we had a really, really good week two weeks ago in week six. Each going four and one. Well, we're like following each other's coattails. We both went two and three last week. Could have been worse. Um, I got my best bet right, and I got my last bet right. So everything in the middle failed. You got uh, two middle bets right. Anyway. I was minus 26 for the week. You were minus 20. I can't believe I let Penn State fool me again. Yeah, you did. That, ga- you did. that game, though, it, if Marvin Harrison plays for Penn State, Penn State wins that game. Like, I've never seen one player make such a big difference in a game. They, they had one star player on the team. Ohio State had them, and that's why they won. Penn State doesn't have a quarterback. I know, but they, they could have been in the game. I mean, I mean Marvin you, Harrison you was just... always open. Yeah, well, I mean, they need a quarterback to throw it to Marvin Harrison. And Ohio State, I mean, they finally. I don't finally, think Ohio State's quarterback's that great. Well, he's better than Penn State's quarterback. I mean, and Marvin Harrison, you know, he finds ways to get open. Look, let me Mar- tell you, if you Marvin need a Harrison streak broken, just let me do it, okay? Because right. the one yeah. time I bet against Georgia, that's the only game they covered this year. It didn't. It didn't. You didn't break Michigan's streak. They still walloped Michigan State. That was easy that money. That was easy, though. Yeah. You should have made that. You bet. You should have made that like an eighty dollar bet. All right, for the year, I am twenty and fifteen plus one hundred two. You are eighteen and seventeen plus twenty nine. The way this works for new people, we get we bet up to a hundred dollars a week, um, and we make our five best bets. And here we go. We each take a turn, and when we have isn't cross- it isn't it better that we like go like four and one, three and two, two and three, than just always going five and zero, oh, always losing. Well, it seems like we're following each other. Like, whatever you do, Except I do. Except for the first or, week. Oh, yeah, first week you stunk and I was good. But other than that. All right. Well, let's uh, – we both have winning records, and we both have – we're both positive. The way it works, $100 a week. We have our five best bets of the week. When we have crossfire, when his pick 
matches the opposite of my pick. We have an Insta $30 bet, no juice, and we have one of those this week. In fact, we're going to lead off with it. Go ahead. Oh, good. I'm betting against my team, the San Francisco 49ers. I'm taking Cincinnati's money line to beat them. And you're taking San Francisco money line to win, I'm guessing? Uh, Well, we'll get to it, but it's part of a money line parlay. But, yes, I am taking San Francisco to win straight up. You go first. Mine's 20 to win 29. This team's way too banged up to be laying points, I think. And they're not really great at home. And I don't like what I'm seeing. I just think they can't wait for the bye week to get right. They're not great at home. They're undefeated. Right now, this year. Right. Well, this but is I mean, the they're not a great home team. We're betting on this year. We're not betting on like the 82. I know, but they're not a great home team. Okay. Historically, um, under Shanahan, they're not a great home team. It ain't like they're coming home to kick everybody's butt. I just have no faith in them right now. No, you have no faith in Sam Darnold, who's probably going to start. Oh, yeah, that, exactly. But I don't uh, think it. I don't think Sam Darnold's like a huge downgrade from Purdy. And it, right, and the line only. The line only went from five and a half, San Francisco favored by five and a half, to three and a half. Everyone thinks that Cincinnati is just automatically fixed. I just don't. Again, we'll get to it's part of a money line parlay. For me, it's one of my best bets, so I've, it's my number two I pick. don't think Cincinnati's fixed, but I think that bye week really helped Burrow heal. And I didn't like what I seen from the defense for San Francisco. So, I don't uh, want to see from Cincinnati's defense either. They can't stop Christian McCaffrey. I mean, when it comes down to it, look. San Francisco's offense, and yes, they missed Debo Samuel. He probably won't be back this week. Um, so Ayuk should have a good game. And Christian McCaffrey just can't be stopped. I, just, I haven't seen anyone stop him. I don't like him fumbling inside the 10 two weeks in a row. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens there. Look, I, again, uh, we'll see. You got, uh, it, there's a reason why it's plus 148. I think everyone, I think everybody and their grandma who thinks they know something about football. And I'm not calling you out. I'm just saying every amateur better on the planet is going to run to the window thinking they got something here with Cincinnati. And I just think San Francisco, I, I mean, I, I really believe this. I, I think they're the best team in the NFC. I, I Just because they lost two games in a row, people's teams slip up. I don't think they're bad. I mean, of course, I don't think they're a bad team. I just think this is a bad spot. Mm-hmm. Well, they've already had two bad spots. They're going home. I think they're going to fix themselves. We'll get to that in a minute. All right, you got Cincinnati. Twenty dollars to win twenty nine over San Francisco. My bottom pick is a teaser. I'm putting the teaser at the bottom because they have not been doing as well as they did last year. Um, the way the teaser works is wait. What's got, your money line parlay? You I'm going to get to that. It's not. Oh, later. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's okay. like that's my number two pick. Uh, gotcha. So we're gonna I'm gonna hold on to that. Um, my teaser is um, again. If you if you play a teaser, you got to bet one twenty to win 100 or $12 to win 10 in this case. you get It's like a parlay, except you get a gift of six points per team. And so I'm betting Dallas, moving them down from minus six and a half to minus a half over the Rams. And I got the Chargers on uh, Sunday night football. They are moving from minus eight and a half to minus two and a half over the Bears. They just got to win by a field goal. Look, I think that Dallas is going to easily beat the Rams. Um, but I saw a chance to take six points off. They just got to win. If I'm wrong, all they got to do is win. I think the Rams are have kind of almost peaked already. Look, I love their, their passing game, but Matthew Stafford has been a little bit off. I don't know what's going on with him. And then the Bears, look, the Bears are going to turn back to the Bears. This, this, uh, this young rookie quarterback who's taken over Justin Fields, 
Well, let, let's not give him props because he beat up on the Raiders. Yippee for you. The Raiders. They, they're really bad. Exactly. God. And so uh, the Chargers, they are licking their chops to get to this game after losing the, Char- uh, the Chiefs last week. Justin Herbert should have a great week against this really bad Bears defense. Um, although they've been good lately, they're not going to be good here. So Dallas and the Chargers, $12 to win 10. Yeah, I like this. I'm, the teasers always baffle me. Like, I, I never win them for some reason, but you seem to do good at them. But this this seems like a – they always seem so easy. They do. You got to get the right numbers. You can't just yeah. – you know, people like to bet them weird numbers. Like, they'll bet them – you know, if, if a team is a two-point underdog, uh, or that's not a good example, like a two-point favorite, let's say. And they'll move them from a two-point favorite to a four-point dog. They're catching four points. That's not the right way to do this. You, you got to go through key numbers. You got to go through threes and sixes. And if you can go through a seven, great. But you got to go through a three and you got to go through a six. And in this case, you're doing both of those things with Dallas and the, and the Chargers. So anyway, $12 to win 10. Um, your next pick is a $22 to win 20. You know, usually the last few weeks, I've really been on the same page with you, with your college picks. I got to tell you, and I don't know anything about your third pick that's coming up in a minute, but you got a couple picks on here that I'm kind of scratching my head. I, I'm interested to hear your thought process of Kentucky plus three and a half over Tennessee. Tennessee's not good. They lost both their games on the road this year. This is on the road. Kentucky has a good team. Milton is not a good quarterback at all. I don't disagree with that. And I just, Kentucky's coming off a bye, which doesn't really matter for Kentucky because they're 0-6 off of byes. I just read this this morning <laughs> and since 2017. But they're coming back home after a bye. Ten, I don't know if you see a theme here, but I bet against teams after they play Bama. And okay. I just, I think Bama beats them up. Like, I, it's just a tough, hard-fought game against Bama. Tennessee coming off an emotional loss where they had Bama beat and they let him win. So, I mean, let him get back in the game. I, I just see a huge letdown spot. Can't believe Kentucky's getting three and a half from this Tennessee team at home. I, I just, I don't think this Tennessee, I think Tennessee's living off of last year's hype, but they're not the same team. All right. Well, you talked me out of at least wanting to bet on Tennessee because that's what I was thinking. Um, so it's just a no play for me, but I don't know. I think betting against Tennessee, they seem to do well against non-big-name teams. That makes any sense? I agree with you. Kentucky's probably better than most people think they are. And I don't like three-and-a-halves anyway, so I'm not usually going to bet a minus three-and-a-half. Especially at home. Like, they come yeah. off a bye. They, 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 that place is going to be fine. I've been there. They they're, they got a pretty good home field. Okay. Well, there's your uh, one of your $22 picks to win 20, Kentucky plus three-and-a-half over Tennessee. Interestingly... My next pick is seventeen dollars to win fifteen, and um, I also have a plus three and a half in the NFL. Um, you know, every, it's I love betting against Aunt Mabel and Drunk Joe and and Joe Q Public and everyone who thinks something's going to go a certain way. I'm always on the other side, and that's the case here, and that's simply why I'm betting this one. Cleveland plus three and a half over Seattle. Everybody's on Seattle this week. Uh, everywhere I listen. It seems like uh, I went on right now. It was public. 82% is on Seattle. I think the money was even more than that. It was like 88% Really? Seattle. And I just just don't get it. I I don't get I don't understand. Seattle is not playing all that well. Um, 
And I think the Cleveland defense is going to get back to being the Cleveland defense. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I also like the under in this game. I didn't, I didn't parlay it, but I think the Browns. Look, I think Deshaun Watson not playing, uh, it, be, it being announced early in the week, Kevin Stefanski has already announced that Deshaun Watson will not play. And I'll tell you what, I think he's going to go on IR. They're going to give. Yeah, them I think stuff. he's a more of a distraction. Yeah, either. they're going to give themselves a month break from Deshaun Watson, so they don't have to answer questions or talk about it. And I think PJ Walker's played just PJ fine. PJ Walker's he, he's he's usable, like he's yeah. not terrible. No, he's not terrible, and he that, and you know what? For this team, you just don't have to be terrible, and that's what he is. And uh, I'm not saying Cleveland's going to go there and win, although I do think they will win if you want to bet the money line. But I'm going to take the three and a half points. I like that extra hook. Give me Cleveland three and a half uh, over Seattle. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't see I, – I can't believe everybody's on Seattle in this game. But Yeah. Yeah, I, I can see that. I can see the get-right spot for Cleveland. Geno's not really good against good defenses. No, and, and he's only thrown good. seven touchdown passes all year with that receiving core. He's got a phenomenal yeah, receiving core. He's back to being Geno. Exactly. He's back so. to being who he was. Well, that's why I think she, uh, Cleveland's be able to light him up. Okay, we're moving on. Your third pick is – uh, an interesting one. They're going to have to wait until 11 o'clock at night if they want to see how this one goes. I know you will not be watching this game. You always you, get on me about these games that, you, I bet that I don't see a play of. You might get up uh, in the morning, and this game might be in the fourth quarter. So who knows? But your $22 pick, San Jose State minus 10.5 over the Rainbow Warriors of Hawaii. Ain't nothing better than getting up in the morning and being like, oh, yeah, I did win that bet that, that I made at 11 p.m. I just don't get it. I'm not. I don't even want to bet on something that I can't watch. Or at least kind of follow. I don't necessarily it's, have to watch it, but I want to me. follow it. I mean, San Jose State. They're they're not good against the rush. They're really good against the pass. All Hawaii wants to do is throw the ball. Hawaii's yeah. averaging 56 yards rushing a game. All right. So San Jose State's going to run the ball down their throat, and I just can't see Hawaii competing in this game. I mean it. The strength of Hawaii, I mean, the strength of Sandy, San Jose State's defense is playing right into the bad part of Hawaii's offense. So yeah. Hawaii's terrible. They yeah. let New Mexico beat them last week. I actually watched a little bit. For some reason, I was trying to go to sleep, and that actually helped me go to sleep. Oh. <laughs> so I'll put it yeah. on. Maybe I'll do it again this week. We'll see how it works out. All right, San Jose State minus 10 and a half. You got to find these games that you just – how many people will be betting this game? Yeah, yeah, not me. I have no opinion on this whatsoever. Usually I have an opinion one way or the this other. Is gonna be, not on this I mean, one. if you lose my other picks during the day, just throw your money just, on this. There you go. Why not? At night. All right, I'm staying in the NFL. I got another $17, $17 pick to win $15. Um, this is simply a trends play, nothing else. It's not. This has no gut feel. I'm not going against Aunt Mabel, although Aunt Mabel won't want to play this because she doesn't like to play these kinds of plays. But I saw an extremely low total over under in the Giants-Jets game is 36 and a half. So, I mean, the normal average Joe would probably think, oh, i got to bet the over in that. They're going to score more points than that. Well, here's a trend for you. 24 times since the start of the 2020 season, a total has been 36 and a half or lower. How many times do you think out of those 24 times a game has gone over? Four times? I know exactly it's, I know it's four. I know it's not Did you lot. hear that somewhere else? No, I didn't. It is exactly four. Great guess. So there you go. There, there have been some pushes in there. Um, 
But I heard it last last week for for the college game because the Iowa Minnesota game the over under was thirty two, which is ridiculous in college. And it did and it didn't even it didn't go over. It didn't. Wait. <laughs> There's a reason why it's this low, yeah. and it's supposed to be kind of rainy and nasty in New York uh, or New Jersey this weekend. So look, Giants Jets these teams are they're terrible. Zach Wilson's awful. Tyrod Taylor I don't care who it is. Uh, Daniel Jones doesn't make a difference. These two teams, would you be surprised if this is a 12 to 9 game? No, not at all. No, me I neither. mean, yeah, I would be because if it's bad weather, will the kickers make four field? Oh, yeah, right, exactly. Well, they get it, close it, enough for the kicker to make the that 12. The 12 is going to be two touchdowns and two missed extra two points. Two missed extra points. There you go. Okay. The nine is a touchdown and a safety. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They'll get that the, the unconventional way. So, anyway, I like under 20, 36 and a half in the Giants' Jets. There's also another over under this week. That is below that 36 and a half total. I just don't want to mess with it at all. It's Atlanta and Tennessee. Tennessee is going to Will Levis as their quarterback. Um, I don't want to touch that game with a stick, but if you want to bet that one too, feel free. That one is at actually 35 the last I looked. No, it's in Tennessee. Oh, yeah, the last I looked, it was, yeah, I mean, Desmond Ritter stinks. Will Levis stinks. Uh, this is going to be like you're watching some game on a on a Saturday and it's on ESPN six. I mean, Levis stinks, but if he was still on Kentucky, I'd really like that three and a half I'm getting. Well, then I might bet it. We'll, we'll, <laughs> I don't know. All right, moving on. I 100% oppose this pick. I'm going to let you call it out. $22 to win 20 and I'll tell you why I don't like it. Go ahead. Oh, Rice plus 10 and a half? I do not like that to? pick at all. I guess Tulane? Yeah. You still living off Tulane's success from last year? No, I mean, you're just living off of they've just kind of been floundering around. I get it. Michael Pratt does exactly what Michael Pratt needs to do. Here's the thing. I know Rice won big last week against Tulsa, and that's easy to look at. I just think Tulane is getting to the point of their schedule where they're going to have to handle business. Tulane is really good against the run. Very good. Rice doesn't run. It's all oh. JT Daniels does is throw the ball to McCaffrey. They average... Tulane gives up 283 yards passing a, a game. And they're really good against the run, like I said. They, they, they're going to throw all over this team. And it's 10 and a half. I mean, why not the it, over? Because I don't know. I don't know if they're going to score enough. I don't even know what the over under is. I think it's uh, I think it's upper 50s. The reason why I like the 10 and a half is because if Tulane's up by three touchdowns, Rice ain't going to stop throwing the ball. And I can see a backdoor cover, you know? Mm-hmm. Of ten and a half. Yeah, it's just I gotta take it on pure principle. I don't. Ha- Rice I, has been good. Yeah, I don't. Rice ha- has covered three games as a dog this season, and that's playing. That's against they played Texas this year. They covered I against Texas. I don't hate enough to press the button and go against you, but I just I don't think a good bet against Tulane here. But this line has gone down, uh, which it, it was eleven and a half, I believe, earlier in the week, which tells me that people are betting on Rice. So. The people with money. I mean, North are Texas threw for over 400 yards against Tulane. Mm, I don't think it was that high, was it? Yeah. You sure? I thought it was yeah. in the threes. It was close to 400. I think. Okay, well, I can look it up. Um, I I would say, look, the the people with money are betting on Rice here, and they they were betting on Tulane last week, and Tulane did not cover. Tulane has not been necessarily covering. They haven't been playing great, so I can understand. Why you would like Rice to just I, I can't I can't get on board with that one. But hey I mean I don't I, need to get on board trust with Trust me, me walking to the window and saying, Let me put my money on rice is not something I like to do often. But uh-huh. I mean right here, I like the spot. 
All right, you're doing it, 22 to win 20. My next pick is back to uh, our, our button heads. I got a money line parlay. It is $32 to win 30. I just have to win these games. They don't spreads don't matter when you got a money line parlay. I have, like I said, I think San Francisco over Cincinnati. Just got to win. Don't have to worry about a spread. So um, you going Cincy money line. I'm going San Francisco money line. I'm pairing it with the Miami Dolphins over the New England Patriots. That just seems like free money to me. Miami has won eight out of the last ten at home against New England straight up. And we're going back into the Tom Brady days. So New England just doesn't play well in Miami anyway. Um, I don't know what it is about going to Miami, but Bill Belichick doesn't do well. And this is this is a bad spot for the Patriots, who are a bad team anyway. Uh, they're coming off that emotional upset of Buffalo, and I think Miami is going to pound them. I also like the Miami. Look, they've been they've been pounding the heck out of yeah, bad and football. Miami teams. doesn't stop. They really <laughs> Miami's don't. Miami's Michigan. They, if they're going to score, they're going to score. Especially after losing last week. So if you want to just play Miami, uh, then then go for it. But I really like this money line parlay again. Thirty-two to win thirty. Um, we already know what you think about the San Francisco Cincinnati side of it. I can't believe we're button heads on the same team. We hardly ever butt heads anyway. The this, fact that the, the crazy part is we're butting heads two weeks in a row, and we're butting heads on my favorite team. I know. I don't bet. I hardly ever bet them. Yeah, well, I don't bet uh, on the Saints very often, and I did it last week. We'll see where that got me. So uh, I learned my lesson. By the way, we'll talk about the Saints in just a minute before we go off the air, but um, Saints-Colts might be the hardest team, hardest game to predict. I'm not kidding. If you took every NFL game we've had so far this season, that might be the toughest one to predict all year. So it, it is mind-boggling to me, and it's crazy to me, that that spread has changed from – Indy minus one to Saints minus one, which means there's a ton of money. Somebody bet a ton of money on the New Orleans Saints, and that is mine. That is baffling to me. We'll get. It wasn't we'll get me. To, no, I know it wasn't you. You would never do that. Um, even if you liked them, you wouldn't bet on them. You just couldn't do it. All right, we're gonna finish it off. Our top bets of the week. You got a crazy one. Twenty-five to win ninety-eight. Yeah, I'm trying to get back here. Yeah. Duke money line. You know what trying to get back will do for you. Yes, I know. I mean, it's 25. It ain't like it's going to push me back if I win all my other bets. Okay. But uh, the Duke money line in the over 46 play in Louisville. I don't know how Duke's not a, I don't know how Duke's not a favorite here. I don't, I don't think Louisville's that great of a team. And Duke's defense, I think is really good. They could have beat Florida state last week. If Riley Leonard didn't get banged up again. And, Duke's last five road games have gone over the total. Duke's going to win. I think they're going to have to score because I don't think they're going to shut down Louisville completely. So it's kind of a correlated pick to where if I think Duke's going to win, they're going to have to score, in I think, 30 points. And so I'm just thinking 30 to 21, something like that, of them winning this game. So that's why I'm just correlating the over with the win. I like Duke for sure. Um, I don't know that I like the over, but I like Duke. Um, I hear what you're saying about the trends, and you know I'm a trends guy, so, I mean, that's not a bad play. But but like I uh, said, if you want a trend broken, just let me bet on it because that's what I've been doing all year is breaking yeah. trends. I hear you. I just don't <laughs> – uh, I don't necessarily uh, love the over, but I do like Duke, and I agree with you. I think Duke's a really good football team, um, and I don't think they're getting enough love. You know, they lost to Florida State, but I've been saying it over and over again. I think Florida State's the best team in the country. And they had I, to lead in the fourth quarter against yeah. Florida State. Like, and, and they, 
Right. And then Riley went down. I don't know who Duke's going to play in a bowl game, but I'm going to be all over Duke in that game. I can tell you that right now. Yeah, because they're, they're not they're, a team that's not – they're not USC. They're not front no. runners. They're not going to give up in the bowl game. They're going to want to win a bowl game. Yeah, and and I think they're playing with a ton of confidence. I mean, I yes. think the team is playing with a ton of confidence. I really like and that. And I don't think it's really, I mean, losing to Florida State after having to lead in the fourth quarter, I don't think yeah. that's really a letdown to where they're going to be down and depressed about it. I think they're going to be mad and come out. And well, it's hard to believe game. Duke actually has a good defense, but they do. Uh, you know, I mean, it's hard do. to believe is like Duke, North Carolina is going to be a really good game coming up here I wish in LSU, football. I wish LSU had Duke's defense. Yeah, I don't think I'd ever insane. say it. I don't think I'd ever say that. <laughs> All right. Uh, that is your number one pick at the parlay. Duke Moneyline over Louisville along with the over 46. Mine is uh, it's it's simply going against the public again. And I like it. I liked it anyway. And the public is all over the Houston Texans. All of a sudden, the Houston Texans are the best team on the planet. They're three and three. Who are they to be given three points to anybody, including the Carolina Panthers? I understand the Panthers are uh, winless, but I like the fact that Frank Reich has given up his play calling duties to the offensive coordinator. They're coming off a bye also. They're coming they? off of a bye. The Texans, you would think the Miko Ryans would have a great defense, but they are 25th. In the NFL in total defense, and they're 26. I missed that guy. Yeah, I bet you do. They're 26 <laughs> against the pass. They have not played very good defense. I think this is going to be an interesting game. I love C.J. Stroud against Bryce Young. I never thought I would say I'd be looking to watch Carolina Houston, but I am. Um, I think it's going to be an interesting game to have on, and I think that Carolina covers. I don't know for sure that they win. I think they win. I didn't want to put the money line here. I didn't want to go that far, but. Um, I, you know, again, everybody's on Houston. So give me Bryce Young. I think he's going to have his best day as a pro. Uh, and I yeah, think that, that week off really helped heal some things. Miles Sanders should be back. And uh, Frank Wright not calling plays is a good thing for the Carolina Panthers. Adam Thielen found the fountain of youth. All of a sudden, he's a great wide receiver again. <laughs> That'll last till he gets hurt. Yeah, two exactly. More, two more weeks till he gets hurt. <laughs> well, you, you just hope you don't get hurt in this one. You're good. All right. Well, before we go, I promised that uh, I'm not going to give away my pick, although it's in my NFL picks column if anybody wants to know what I think. But what do you think about Saints-Colts this weekend? I kind of like the over. Why? You're probably going to hate that. No, actually, I picked the over, but I don't love it. Um, I, the reason why I'm I think the Saints may have found something on offense last week. I, I'm scared of the over because... You talk, both teams went over last week, and again, the Saints broke that streak. So I don't think I would bet it, although I wouldn't bet anything with this game. I don't know. It's oh, yeah, I'm not betting It's going to be hard to surprise me in this game. But I agree with you. Derek Carr's thrown for over 300 yards two weeks in a row. By the way, let me ask you while you're here. I don't understand the – I talked about it in my monologue. What is the big deal? Why is everybody getting all up in arms about Derek Carr yelling at his receivers? Who gives a damn? I mean, who what are you supposed to just sit there? Brady. Nobody. Brady ki- killed everybody. No Nobody gave him did. crap. Exactly. But, I mean, you don't, Carr don't have the pedigree. I mean, now, you know what it is looking for anybody to blame. We live in a world of flowers and roses and sunshine. We live in a world where everybody gets a trophy. Exactly. You want to talk about that? You know what aggravates somebody that's been betting forever? If somebody gets hurt. And the sports books refund the money. Like, what is that? <laughs> exactly. Like, really? Exactly. I mean, you making a bet, you risk the net. Okay, so I, I bet the over. All of its alignment gets hurt, so they don't score as many points. Do I get my money back? Yeah. 
I had a friend of mine, a friend of mine on Twitter, and I'm not going to call his name out, but if he's listening, he knows I'm talking about him. He, um, he was bitching on Twitter the other night about he had some like five, five piece parlay. I mean, it was player props and all kinds of crap. Uh, you want to go waste your money on that crap? Go ahead. I mean, people do this stuff, and they they continue they continue to lose money, and they keep doing it. Behind a kiosk of these people making these thirteen team, it's it's insane. Dollar bets, right? You might as well play the lottery. You got the same Mm -hmm. chance, or you really do. It's it's complete luck if you win any of those things. It has no skill involved whatsoever. So anyway, he he won four of the five, but he lost one of them because I think a guy played like a down or two, got hurt, and whatever it was, and he was bitching to the casino or the sports book on Twitter. And they actually responded to him and told him, look, dude, this is our rule. And he's like, that's not the rule. And he's like arguing about the rule. And I'm like, dude, you lost a bet. You yeah, lost we, a bet. It happens. It happens. it happens every day. And it's going to happen again. If you keep making these kinds of bets, <laughs> ridiculous people. Are just, I just don't get it. I don't either. But if you, you want to go and waste your money, go day, for it. Calling your old bookie. Oh, no. Hey, man, somebody got hurt. What'd you, what'd I you see my old bookie at least once a week, and I can imagine what he would do if I went up to him and said, look, dude, um, this guy, uh, he got hurt like in, on the second play of the game. I think I deserve my money back. I, I can imagine what his response would be. Oh, yeah. It, it would be so much fun. We couldn't put it on air. Probably throw a dart in my face. Anyway, that's a, <laughs> that's a whole different story. Not that I'm calling him out or anything on the air. All right, Uncle Big Nick, let's go win some people some money and have some fun. We'll talk to you next week. Well, we had a bad week last week, so this week's supposed gotta to be good. It's got to be good. It's got to be good on our roller coaster ride. We will talk to you next week. All right. I'm just saying. I mean, who knows how to beat a dead horse more than I do? No one. I am the king. If there were a sport for beating dead horses, I would be the dead horse beater extraordinaire. That's right, boys and girls. All right. You know how I feel on that. Look, Saints-Colts, we're going to talk more about it tomorrow with Doug Moots on. But uh, I like my picks this week. I really do. I mean, I know, people, you're supposed to like your picks every week. I thought, But I thought last week was weird. I thought it was a weird week. Um, overall, like if you look at my best, some weeks, like, I have a great best bets week. Like, to start the season, I think I had a couple, I had a couple four and ones. But my overall, my picks weren't that great. And it's kind of been, uh, I don't want to say the opposite, but it's been a little turnaround as of late. I had a good week two weeks ago, but my best bets have been mediocre, and my overall have been pretty good. So I think my thought process is going right. You can't get your best bets right all the time. But we're still above water. If you've been playing with us the entire season, you are winning money, not losing money, and that is the point because the point is we're supposed to have fun. Uh, And that's what we're doing. We're going to have fun. We're going to do it again tomorrow. Hope you can join us. That'll be it for us today as we go out on this show. I think I have spoken my piece tomorrow. It's going to be all good news. I mean, we're not going to say anything negative tomorrow. Wait a minute. What's that? Oh, I'm being handed a card. Oh, I've just been handed a programming note. We will be talking about the New Orleans Saints tomorrow, so scratch what I just said. We will see you tomorrow. Doug Mouton will be with us. Everyone have a wonderful Thursday night. Enjoy the Bills, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Woo! Can't wait. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace and love, my friends.